I don't really have a frame of reference for grief. I spent most of my life insulated from any sort of meaningful loss. I've prepared a script, and I'm going to try to stick to it as much as I can, but... Just so you listeners know, or whoever happens to be listening to this, it's going to be a bit of a mess. I recently learned that Nicole Young passed away. Most of the people hearing this are my friends, so odds are they know Nikki or or knew of her. She let me interview her back in... um, 2013, for the second episode of the show. I was tempted to post that again, but, well, I I have my reasons for not. And instead, I just want to talk a little bit about the version of Nikki that I knew. Nikki was part of my life for nearly 16 years. As with many of our mutual friends, we met playing World of Warcraft not long after the game's initial 2004 release. She was an avid role player. I met her first on her troll hunter, Jura. She was lively and enthusiastic. Many more knew her on her Forsaken Priest. I was never totally clear on how to pronounce her name. Averin, I guess. As we ventured into the game's dungeons, the endgame slogs that took 40 people and seemingly as many hours. She became a comrade in arms. We came to know her as a, as a superb healer, and she had a very smooth professional composition on voice chat, which is something that would, something that stood out back then when uh, voice chat was still relatively exciting and new. We also discovered that if you could break her composition, if you could get her to laugh, then she turned into a mess of squeaking laughter and swearing. Naturally, those in-game interactions led to in-person interactions. I say naturally because it's a story that a lot of people who have played World of Warcraft or other MMOs have experienced. Nikki was born and spent most of her younger life in Vancouver, British Columbia. To an Alaskan oaf like myself, she was kind of a dazzling sophisticate. She was a formidable foodie and fashionista, wrapped up in a package of all of four foot ten. We clicked. We just kind of understood each other. Knew what sort of people we were, and that... um, Kept us close for a long time. Some of our mutual friends called her Tiny Ninja, but I guess it was a t-shirt she had when we met that said Short Stack on it that led me to always call her that, Short Stack, which she never seemed to mind. In person, we got a clearer picture of Nikki. Nikki was vibrant and funny. She had a sharp wit and an equally sharp tongue, She was quick to lay a barb on her friends, but never out of malice, always teasing and telling jokes. She was loyal and eager to help. 
She might call you out on your mistakes, but she only ever did that because she wanted to save you the pain of making them. It was a joy to be around her. She was vocal about LGBTQ rights and racial justice, social justice. She was dedicated to the causes that she believed in. She never backed down. We were lucky to have her as part of our digital adventures and as many of the real-world ones as she was able to make it to. She and I were friends and confidants throughout it all. We chatted and emailed frequently, talked about the minutiae of our lives, the frustration of our jobs, the rise and fall of our relationships. When one of us needed help or a sympathetic ear, we made time for each other. We told each other it was going to be okay. It was a bond that I think a lot of people experienced in the first stage of the internet, before the rise of social media. Through the subsequent years and expansions to the game and across social rifts and server transfers, Nikki remained part of our crew. We teased her for a long time that she should move to Seattle, closer to where most of us were, but her destiny lied elsewhere. She moved to Philadelphia, and then later New York. But despite her being so far away, we still found time. She made it to a number of gatherings and Thanksgiving holidays, to at least one wedding. The last time I saw Nikki in person was back in 2014. And it's uncomfortable to realize just how long ago that was. I was traveling to New York City on a whim. I had already decided to go back and live with my folks in Alaska for a little while and get my degree. And in just a moment of personal crisis, I bought a ticket to the East Coast to see the two people that I knew out there. Mickey was one of them. My memory is so foggy. I wish I held on to images and moments in time better. All I really seem to retain are the feelings, but but I at least remember a little bit of that trip. We met by her, her workplace in Manhattan. Even though I was staying in Manhattan, I was terrified the entire time I was there. Just a country bumpkin from Seattle, unable to understand the scale or the volume, the enormity of a place like New York. We met on a street corner and shared a hug. She took me into her workplace, or at least I think it was a store and she worked in the, the office. Um, an accounting role, as I recall. It was packed in there. It was full of people to a degree that I, even well before the days of masks and lockdowns, I would have been uncomfortable to walk into. And I watched her deftly dart and muscle her way through the crowds and brazenly demand the attention of the people behind the counters as she 
picked out pasta and meats and vegetables. She was excited to introduce me to her partner, Matt, who would later become her husband, to show me the life that she had, had built. Nikki flourished on the East Coast. New York was her home. One of my uh, days there, I spent a, a week in New York, and I found myself sullenly just walking across Brooklyn. I had a head full of imagined problems, not real struggles, not like she faced. And by the evening, I was more or less drinking myself across the borough, wandering from bar to bar, downing a glass of whiskey and asking the bartender to explain to me why the city exists. When Nikki found out, she insisted that I come over for dinner. She had made stew. She opened her home to me and got to share dinner with her and Matt. She wanted to know that I was okay. Wanted to make sure that I knew that I was going to be alright. I have dozens of pictures from that trip, and they are all of my own face or of a building that I thought was interesting. I don't have a single photo of her for the time that I spent there. And I... I don't know what I was thinking. When I left for school, um, the additional physical distance wasn't that big of a deal, but we grew apart a bit. I got wrapped up in my studies and my activities up there. She married Matt in 2017. I regret missing the wedding. They welcomed their little girl in 2020. Nikki and I never totally fell out of touch. For all the distance and distraction of our respective lives, we still knew that we were there for each other. We still made time for at least an occasional text or email. It should have been more. I, I don't have a lot of directions to point blame, but I do blame social media at least a little bit. Our regular chats and emails got replaced with strings of micro-interactions. I talked to her on Twitter. And by talk to, I mean shared a reply maybe other couple of weeks or favorited a post. I wasn't on Instagram. I wasn't on Facebook. I didn't have the full picture. I was staring at a tiny, foggy window, and seeing her outline and taking that to mean that, oh, she's still there. She's still fine. I took her for granted in the past, but I especially took her for granted then. The last interaction I had with Nikki was back in February. I sent her a text for her birthday. I wanted um, 
Well, she knew, but I wanted to let her know that I was still thinking about her. I asked how she was doing. Her and Matt and their little girl. She responded saying that they were doing great. Sent me a picture of her and the baby. People who know how to handle these feelings have told me not to... Not to regret, not to beat myself up, not to think that there's anything I could have done differently, but I know that in that moment I I almost asked if she wanted to catch up sometime, to jump in a chat or a call, and I, I talked myself out of it. I told myself, oh, well, she's, she's taking care of the kid, she's so busy, it's such a crazy city and a terrifying time, I really, I shouldn't bother her. And so I didn't. And I'm always going to regret that. That is something I'm never going to let go of. Two or three weeks later, she was gone. When I wrote most of this piece, I I had been scouring every prior record I had with her, every email, every chat log, every interaction. Um, I was basically trying to remember as much of her as I could, just absorb all of it for fear of losing context, like I had lost context for her before. Like I had let myself drift from this person who was so important to me. And as I was looking through all of my records, I managed to find um, the full audio of the interview that she recorded with me. Um, it's very rare for me. I'm terrible at keeping records. I... <sighs> I... Digital files, like my physical files, are big piles of unlabeled things, and I, I very much thought that the interview was lost, but, um, but I held on to a copy. I had, I had one that I had encoded at a lower bit rate and was using for transcription, basically a, a file I could keep on some previous phone. Nikki faced a lot of struggles in her life. She grappled with depression and anxiety and pain. The interview she gave me back in 2013 talked about some really traumatic time that she had with her family. Um, those relationships were not always a source of comfort for her, and I would almost go so far as to say were probably just a major source of stress. The interview itself was about those family struggles, about those traumas that that Nikki carried and persevered through and that so impacted her life. But for as significant as they were, they didn't define her. And it's the moments on the tape that she's laughing that are 
the way that I would prefer to remember her. I'd, um, I'd like to play some of the moments from that for you. Okay, so how it works apparently is that this whole clandestine tray icon thing where it just Mm -hmm. waits and then starts recording your calls when they happen. Oh, okay. Which is super not what I was looking for. However, uh, when I hung up just then, it produced a usable file. Oh, okay. I think Uh okay. Did you, okay, did you play back the, you know? Yeah, I, I loaded it up and checked it out. Okay. So we are we are okay um, to start. Um, this is going to sound very silly, considering how long we've um, we've known each other. Uh, but if you could just introduce yourself for the tape. Okay. Um. <laughs> I know, I know. It's it's extremely silly, and it's not. I mean. Here, here's the thing is a you want lo- me to you want me to tell you how old I am or or uh, like name, or how long I've okay name uh, and what name <laughs> I, I guess age could work like um where you live where you're from I I really don't uh, know for certain okay um well <laughs> this is ridiculous yes I know I know um it's gonna be a problem until i'm working with people who don't know me so yeah i know okay um well well you know me well my name is nikki and i'm from vancouver um originally but i've been living in philadelphia for the past almost six years now yeah Okay, so I'm going to uh, go back upstairs in a few minutes because I managed to fill the coffee maker with water and put a filter in and then not put any coffee into it. <laughs> so, showing yeah. that I am I am just such a uh, <laughs> such an adult, you know. I, I, I really just have everything <laughs> so together. Uh, oh, Spencer. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. It's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the basic person hasn't changed even as I uh, keep no, trying to do other no. things. No, no, he um, hasn't. <laughs> where did I put my phone? I find myself wondering. It hasn't gone anywhere. It's in the house. Maybe it's upstairs with coffee. At, at least it's not the era when I used to um, put my wireless mouse in the fridge and then. Put- <laughs> Jeez. I've got uh, some questions about. Kind of the future, like where your life went from there. Um, yeah. But, hey, and I know I have words. <laughs> I, I put them down on this paper. Granted, I can't read my own handwriting so much of the time. Oh, good but, job, uh, Spencer. Good look, job. that's. Uh, <laughs> what, when has this ever changed? Um, <laughs> okay, I'm going to actually grab a cup of coffee now. Okay. <laughs> At least I hope it's coffee. You better hope. I actually did it. I managed Good to make job. coffee. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was so difficult, but I If I there overcame. was one thing you did right today, you made coffee. <laughs> there is at least that. I can I can cling to that for the rest of the day. <laughs> Do you know what your sister had? Like how she managed to hold herself together? 
I don't know. I I was actually thinking about that. She's definitely not a geek, dude. I mean, we. <laughs> I've gotten that impression just from you talking about her. I mean, I was. <laughs> I think every I'll tell her about, you know, we'll text and I'll be like, oh my god, so like, I just found this really cool cartoon called Adventure Time and I fucking love it. And she's like, what? What is Adventure Time? Like, what the hell are you talking about? And then her girlfriend will be like, oh, my God, I watched an episode of that. You were such a dork. <laughs> I'm like, God damn, you people. <laughs> you, you like what you like, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, she she does play, like, iPad games. Um, you know, right now, funny enough, like, I've been playing a lot of Tiny Tower. Have you played Tiny Tower? I mean, I love Tiny Tower, too. I mm-hmm. think it's like some tower, but it's got a lot of, um, you know, differences. And I'm like, oh, this is a fun game. Like, I'll, I'll play it. Um, I've been playing a lot of it now. and, and when it, But when I first started playing it, I was, you know, I was like, I don't understand this game. Like, I don't, I don't know how to play it. And she, my sister, who had played it before me, you know, just made fun of me the whole time. She was like, what do you mean you don't know how to play Tiny Tower? Like, it's so simple. You make floors and you, you know, move people up and down elevators. And she was like, I don't know how you don't know how to play it. What do you mean you don't know how to play it? And I'm like, this is irony at its best. She is telling me that I can't play a fucking video game. Like, come on. <laughs> um, Back so, in my day, the elevators were <laughs> were automated. I didn't have I know, to I know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, she definitely doesn't play video games, um, which is fine. Um, you know, I think we we have, um, you know, she has her likes and dislikes, and I have my likes and dislikes, and you know, we're still we're still tight, we're still good, we're still good sisters. So I don't see that as a detriment. I have nothing off the top of my head. Uh, really quick. What would you like to be referenced as? I know, and I know this is also kind of weird, but in the type of show that I'm emulating, it's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like this person is a writer, or this person is a poet, or this person is a journalist or what have you. Dude, I am none of those things. So I, I, should, so I should just say. <laughs> you could people, just say I'm your friend or, yeah, I, yeah. you know, you've known me for how many years have I know have we known each other now? Like eight. Eight. Yeah. <laughs> eight years. Whole, like nine. Yeah. Long time. All right. That... Or if you don't want to do that, um, you could just say like, um, you know, you've reached out to one of your good friends in who's living in Philly or whatever. I mean, I don't, I don't really know that I have a, a job position to give you because my job is, you know, my job's so terrible, dude. <laughs> I, um, I still say it's not worse than mine, but oh, okay. No, I'll, I'll figure yeah. out some way to, to make it my own. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, as long as you don't make up some kind of fake, you know, talent for me, like, oh, <laughs> she, she does contortion at the circuits. <laughs> or, She's a uh, um, philanthropist and millionaire living in yeah. Philadelphia. <laughs> or hooker <laughs> at <laughs> night. Jesus Christ. Why would I why would I do that? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you're trying to, to make Philly sound like the ghetto. I'm not in it for that, not by any means. No no judgment on, on cities, even though 
you just stated how much you don't like uh, <laughs> or didn't like Hong Kong being there. But Yeah. Nicole Leung was my friend. She passed away March 4th, 2021. I love you, Short Stack. Save a raid lock for me and the rest of the gang, wherever you are now. All right, uh, I'm going to hang this up and then call you back just so it'll save, so that I can stop okay. like worrying about it. Because okay. you know we've gone over an hour here and it would suck to have to record it again. So, okay. all right, one sec. <laughs>